You're listening to the Booked Out Beauty Business Podcast for hairstylists that want to make bank behind the chair without the burnout. I am your host, Becca Kavanaugh, business coach for hairstylists. I was behind the chair for five years where I built up a full clientele while working a part-time job and located in a small town. Now I dedicate my work to helping stylists like you break free of the underpaid and overworked cycle so you can double your bookings and become the go-to stylist in your area. If you want a long, thriving career as a stylist, then you're in the right place. Let's get going. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for listening and for being here. I am so excited for today's topic because we are talking about is it a good time to raise your prices or is it not a good time to raise your prices and what to do instead of raising your prices to make more money behind the chair. I think this might be a little bit controversial because I think in a area of the industry where we just have so much advice about charge your worth and raise your prices and make sure that you are getting what you deserve. I think me kind of coming on here and saying like, actually raising your prices isn't everything. And it's actually not always the best strategy to make money behind the chair. Maybe a little bit going against the grain or may seem a little counterintuitive, but I really invite you to come in open to this conversation so that you can make hairstyling a long career and actually be able to make more money in the long term. I think raising your prices can be a little bit of a short-term strategy that falls flat. I think the advice of raising your prices and charge your worth falls a little flat because it's just one solution and it's actually a lot more nuanced than that. And what do you do when you raise your prices and then a couple months later, you still can't pay your bills. So you're still struggling. You're still not seeing people in your chair, right? It's because you didn't get down to the root of the problem. So that is what we're going to be talking about today. I'm going to be talking about different ways or problems that I see in the industry, problems that I see with my clients on and how to actually solve the root of the problem so you can make more money without necessarily needing to raise your prices. And we're also going to be talking about when it's actually a good time to raise your prices (laughs) and what you actually need to know to raise your prices effectively. So today's podcast episode is going to be very important, but I ask you to come in with a little bit of an open mind because I know that this goes against a lot of the advice in the industry. Okay, let's dive in. So let's break down first and foremost when it's a good time to raise your prices. So it's a good time to raise your prices if you haven't in the last three years. So I think we all know with everything going on with COVID and inflation is just out of control. The cost of goods is going up is real and that is not something I want you to ignore. If you are not able to pay your bills despite being heavily in demand and working 30 hours a week or more in the salon, it is time to raise your prices. The inflation rate went up 8.26% last year with a 3.7% increase just in the last month. So if you have not raised your prices by about 15 to 20% in the last three years, then you are not making as much money as you used to, even though on paper it may be the same amount. With the cost of living going up, you are making less and less each year. 
So it's time to raise your prices. You are not going to become a charity case on my watch. It is not the time to empathize with your fellow people on how expensive everything is now. You are a business and you have to make a living as well. So this is the time to remember that it's time to raise your prices. If you haven't done it in the last three years, it is time. It is long overdue just to catch up with the inflation rate. So keep that in mind. It's a good time to raise them at that point. It's also a good time to raise your prices if your demand has increased. So if you are working more than 30 hours in the salon, it's time to raise your prices. I truly believe that stylists should work part-time making a full-time income because the reality is that hairstyling is hard on your body. You know, it can be very challenging, not just physically, but also mentally. And not only that, but you need time away from the salon to actually work on your business, to work on your marketing, to clean up your back end systems, to, you know, look at inventory. You need time to do that. So working 40 hours, 30 hours behind the chair, like, a lot of that is going to be eaten up. And I also want you to have freedom, right? The reason why you join this career is to have freedom and flexibility in your scheduling. So why are we putting ourselves in this like 40 hour work week box, right? You need time to not only just enjoy your life, but also have time to work in your business and on your business, right? So we need time to do all of that. That's why I say a good rule of thumb here is like 20 to 30 hours actually being behind the chair working on clients, that is a big chunk of time. So if you're working more than 30 hours, like behind the chair, it is time to raise your prices. So, and another way of looking at this is if you are double booking, it's time to raise your prices. So if you are, let's say working 20 hours a week behind the chair, but a lot of those are being double books, Double booking to me, my philosophy on it is that it can drastically alter your client experience and leave your clients feeling rushed, leaving you feeling rushed, leaving you feeling distracted, leaving your clients feeling like they maybe didn't get your full attention. So you do not need to double book if you are making more money. And in fact, you can charge more if you are seeing clients like in that one-on-one because they are getting your full attention. You are able to rest while they are processing. So therefore you're a little bit more rejuvenated when you are working on them. Um, you are able to take more of your time. You are, it just overall leaves more room for a better experience for the client. And therefore your clients will pay more for that intentionality and consistency. Your clients don't have to wonder like, oh, am I gonna be double booked today? Am I not? Is she gonna be working on this other stranger that I don't know while I'm processing? Is she gonna forget about me? Like they don't have to worry and being able to take that worry off of their brains builds so much consistency and trust. And guess what? That can come with a higher price tag because not everybody is building up a client experience in such a way that makes this big of a difference, right? Not every stylist is going to be doing this. So this will not only set you apart, it will build trust and consistency and intentionality, and therefore you can charge more for that client experience, right? So if you're double booking, now is the time to raise your prices and maybe start to 
like take the double booking off of your schedule, right? It will leave some room for clients to leave and therefore you will no longer feel like you're being rushed or any of those things. And you'll be making the same amount of money if you were double booking. So those are the three ones that I would say it is time to raise your prices. If you fall into those categories, just to go over those again, is that if you haven't raised your prices in the last three years, now is the time because inflation is catching up to you. If your demand has increased, if you're working 30 hours or more in the salon very consistently behind the chair, now it's the time to raise your prices so you can build back in that freedom and you can have more time to work in your business or on your business, not just in your business. Now is the time to do that. And if you are double booking a lot, now is the time to also raise your prices to build in that intentionality and consistency for your clients and not have you feeling rushed or overwhelmed. Okay, so let's talk about ways or times when it's not a good time to raise your prices. So it's not a good time to raise your prices if you are not booked out 30 hours a week behind the chair. So this means that you are working on clients, that you are actually being with clients for about 30 hours a week. So if you are not seeing that consistency, I would say that what you need to do instead is to market, market, market your services. That's what you need to do. This means that you need to be going all in on a platform like Instagram or TikTok or even like Facebook groups I see are very popular and successful, especially for more small town stylists, right? This is where you can engage in Facebook groups, get to know people in the community, see what's going on. And if people are familiar with who you are, I know that a lot of new people that move to the area will go into these Facebook groups being like, hey, I'm looking for a stylist, and they will remember you if you are showing up in these areas, right? So these could be community Facebook groups, these could be other hairstyling Facebook groups, you know, stuff like that. Those can go a long way, especially if you're in a small town. So I would suggest maybe not doing all of the platforms. Pick one platform and see which one works for you and go all in on that one platform. I think Instagram is still a tried or true platform for hairstylists. It's such a great way to build up your portfolio. And a lot of people are still using Instagram for the SEO. I think it has amazing SEO for, and this is search engine optimization, for clients to search you and to find you based off of your location. If you're using it correctly and you've implemented my Instagram tips, which I believe I have a podcast episode on that. So if you have implemented those things, you will know exactly what I'm talking about and they will be able to find you. Also, um, something that is not required, but maybe something that you might wanna try is a website. So I truly believe that you probably still need a platform like Instagram to engage and like talk to to people and to have people reaching out, but a website with great SEO, this means that you have the right keywords, you have all those things, can be very helpful because if people are going to Google and looking for stylists in their area, you're going to pop up based off of that SEO off of a website that you have built. So the website thing though can get somewhat complicated. I would just suggest keep it basic nothing complicated. And remember that this is not necessary. This is just an option if you want to try it. I personally had a website, even though I was working at salons that were not my own, I built my own website. So that way my clients would have a hub and to go to, and people would find me that way. They would search 
you know, stylists in X amount of area and my website would pop up along with other salons, right? So I would just say, keep it basic. You don't have to overthink it. And remember that this is optional. You can still be very successful with just an Instagram or just a TikTok or just in the Facebook groups, right? It's all about how you're using these tools to market your services. And another thing is that market your availability. You need to be telling people when you have available appointments, like every week you need to be telling people when you have available appointments. Do not be shy about this. What I like to do and what I found really effective is to give clients options. So if you have something, a let's say a huge chunk of time on your books, don't just say, oh, I have this appointment at like 11, who wants it? You could say, I have a balayage opening at 11 a.m. Or you could get creative with it and split up time, right? So let's say you have a 10 a.m. haircut appointment. Say that you have an hour slot there. 10 a.m. haircut appointment, and then the rest of the appointment for those three hours would be a balayage appointment at noon, right? Get creative with how you want to use that to give people options. Sometimes people are just overwhelmed with the amount of options. And so just showing them like, hey, this is what we could do with this time. This is what you could get. This is the transformation I can provide on Friday at this time can get them be like, oh yeah, I do kind of need a haircut or, oh yeah, you know, maybe this is a good time to get that balayage I've been thinking about, you know? So if you are um, marketing your services and you are starting to get consistently booked out in the salon for like about 25 hours to 30 hours a week for about three months, then that would be the time to raise your prices. But I would say build up that demand first with your current price point, see where that goes, see what happens, and then you can raise your prices. This is not the time to raise your prices and then hope that you're gonna get more clients in your chair. If you're struggling to get clients in your chair, this is probably not the time to raise your prices. We wanna keep things consistent. And in very rare instances, this could also look like a price decrease, right? I wouldn't necessarily recommend that all the time, but sometimes it's necessary for you to see that demand. It just all depends on where you're at in your business. So that would be the top thing. If you're not booked out 20 to 30 hours a week pretty consistently, then this is not the time to raise your prices. Keep your prices and just get better at marketing your services. The next thing I would say is not the best time to raise your prices. If you are seeing other people raise their prices in the salon and you're like, okay, now it's time for me to raise my prices. How can I emphasize this enough? <laughs> their business is not your business. Let me say it again. Their business is not your business. Now apply this to your life as well, okay? <laughs> so you are not in their business. They are not in your business. You do not know exactly what's going on in their business, in their personal, whatever, for them to raise their prices. But you do know what is going on in yours, right? And you can only make decisions that is for your business. I do not care if they are the same stylist in your salon. I do not care. If you're an independent stylist, you need to keep the prices that you need to, that make the most sense for you and your business at this current moment. I also kind of think of this as like, it's kind of the blind leading the blind. Like, is this stylist listening to the business advice that says like charge your worth and you know, you need to just 
put prices, you just need to raise your prices and, you know, whatever, because you deserve it, right? And I'm not saying that you don't deserve to make more money. It's just those that advice falls flat when you don't know why you're doing the things that you're doing, you know? So do they know why they are charging more or how much they need to charge to make it viable for them? right? So if you're just kind of going, okay, well, Susie next to me is charging $80 for a haircut and I'm charging $60 for a haircut. Maybe I need to bump it up to $80 for a haircut. It doesn't make sense if you don't know why you're doing it. And Susie next to you is not a good enough, raising her prices is not a good enough reason for you to start raising your prices for it, right? So because you don't even know why you're doing that, you're just doing it because Susie next to you is doing it. So do not compare your business to others around you, right? Business is personal to you and I want you to make decisions for your business and know exactly why you're making those decisions and what your plan of action is going to be. This is a skill that I help my clients embody in one-on-one coaching. I help you understand why you're not making the money you want behind the chair and how to change that within four months and what options you have to continue to grow your business for years to come. And a lot of that is going to come from the data and things that we look at and what you are dealing with behind the chair, right? what you are dealing with behind the chair, not with what other stylists are dealing with behind the chair, right? So the next thing I would say, this kind of ties into this last one that I was talking about, it's not a good time to raise your prices if you don't know your numbers. So if you don't know how much is going out in your business or coming in, or you're setting aside money for taxes, you don't have financial goals for like your savings, your vacation, your home, your sick pay, your insurance, all of those things, this is not a time to raise your prices. And the reason why is because you're going in blind and you don't know if these numbers are what you actually need, right? You need these numbers to understand why you need to charge what you're charging. And if you don't know these numbers, then you're essentially kind of slapping a number on your services and hoping for the best, hoping that you reach your financial goals, right? And when you slap a number on your services, you are less likely to fill up your books because you're unsure. You don't know the reasoning why. And you are potentially, this could lead to you being potentially insecure about your prices. So what you need to do instead is to figure out all your numbers pick financial goals, have an idea of where you are financially and where you want to go so your new prices can fill in those gaps. I see a lot of stylists avoid looking at their numbers and quite frankly, like a lot of people, just like we struggle to look at our personal finances, let alone our business finances, right? And I see a lot of people avoid these things and go off of feelings. Like they just feel like they aren't making enough. They just feel like they need to charge more. And if you're running your business off of just your feelings and not actual data, then this will lead to self-sabotage in your business. It's going to lead to that roller coaster feeling because you're going off of and making decisions off of how you feel. You know, it's the same kind of thing with what we just talked about. It's like, well, I feel like Susie is, you know, charging this amount and she's not even as good of a stylist as me. I feel I'm a better stylist, so I should charge more, right? This is not based off of what's actually going on in your business, right? So you need to focus on you and look at the real numbers, the real data, and go off of that and make decisions off of that. Because again, if you're just slapping a number on your services, 
you might raise your prices and then go, oh crap, I didn't actually raise them enough because I didn't actually look at what I needed to make this a viable career for me, right? So we wanna be able to fill in those gaps. Um, this is what I go in detail with my clients too, making sure that we know exactly what they're taking home, what they need, what their goals are, all of those things, so we can price accordingly. The next thing is if you are insecure about your prices or if you feel insecure about your skills, this is not necessarily the time to raise your prices to build up that security, right? Um, what I would suggest to do instead is to practice, put the time in, work on your mindset around money and your skills. I think a lot about all the pain and suffering I could have saved myself if I had just believed that when I was behind the chair that I was a good stylist, that my skills were enough to get me to my financial goals to get me to the next step that I wanted to in my career, right? It kind of took me closing down my business and getting coached and realize, to realize that I was a great stylist. I look back at my work that I used to heavily critique myself on and I used to like really pick apart. And now I look at it and I go, damn, I was good. <laughs> you know, I was a good stylist. That hair looked amazing. And I just thought back to myself and go, wow, I used to pick myself apart so much on this same photo and now i look at it in a different light you know um another thing i've noticed since closing down my business behind the chair is that people have told me my past clients have told me that they only trust me and they haven't been to another stylist since in three years they haven't been to a stylist since now i don't even want that for them right but it's also a huge compliment to the trust that i built with them and that they haven't been able to feel that same trust sense, you know? And I used to believe, this is this is so silly when I look back at, at it now, but I used to believe that I used to think, oh, they would be so much better off like if they had this other stylist that could get them to this result, or they would be so much better off with, you know, Susie next to me, quite frankly, you know, because they're so much faster than I am and all of, and they're probably so tired of me being slow and, you know, whatever. And all of these things that I built up in my head and all that was, was a reflection of my own insecurity. It had nothing to do with my actual skills or the results that I gave my clients. It all had to do with my thoughts about myself and my identity as a stylist, right? So all of this to say, this had nothing to do with skills. This had to do with my mindset. And sometimes when we feel insecure about our skills, it more so has to not necessarily do with like us building up our skill set. It more so has to do with how we feel about our own skills. And can you believe that you are enough, that you can do this you know, behind the chair, that you can reach your goals with your current skill set? Because of what I also see is that Stylists will then invest thousands of dollars into getting certifications and all of these things when they didn't really need any of that. They just needed that belief and security that they knew enough, that they could do enough, that they could get the results for their clients enough to get to their next financial goals, right? Another piece of this is if you can't say your price with confidence and with your full chest, and not kind of get a little awkward or fun or, you know, maybe get a little bit defensive when people start to 
raise a question about your price, then this has to do with your mindset about your price that you need to work on, um, which I have so many tools to help my clients see their value fast and start to become detached to the price tag so they can move forward and focus on serving their clients. I do not want you wasting time on picking apart your price or sitting in indecision or going like, oh, should I charge more? Should I charge less or whatever it is? I want you out there making money, right? And all of these things are not gonna help you make money, right? So what's gonna help you make money is actually feeling confident in your price, no longer arguing with your price, understanding why you are charging what you're charging and just moving forward with that mindset and that confidence, right? Being able to build trust and focus on your client experience, being able to no longer double book, being able to, you know, know exactly what your next move is, all of that's going to clear up so much of that indecision. It's going to get you taking action. It's going to get you moving forward. And therefore, it's going to get you making money a lot quicker. So if you want to work with me one-on-one, I now have spots available. You can learn more about the program by booking a free sales call with me. And all the info is in the show notes. And you can learn more and you can secure your sales call with me. So Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. That's all I have for you today. But if you liked this, please send it to a fellow stylist, tag me on Instagram, or give the podcast a five-star rating. And I hope that you have a beautiful week. I hope you go out and make lots of money with these tips that we've implemented. And we will chat very, very soon. If you're serious about becoming the go-to stylist in your area, then you need to snag my free profitable income calculator. The top reason stylists leave the industry early is lack of income. So this calculator will give you the real numbers on what you can and can't afford behind the chair so you can keep your dream business alive. Are you ready to become booked out in six months or less? Then book a sales call to work one-on-one. All links are in the show notes to get started. Thanks for listening and I'll see you on the next episode.